Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast. This is episode 51. Today's date is 01-28-2024. Wow, man, it's already just feels like it's flying by. It's 21 p.m. I mean, is it, it, it can't be just me that feels like, yo, last week was Christmas, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. I've been losing track of time a lot, but. Oh, uh, okay. 2024 has been very interesting, mysterious. Days start with mystery, and by the end of the day, I might know the outcome, or it probably will be a to-be-continued. So, uh, Work's been a little slow for me, which has been good. Life's been a little bit slow. Um, been kind of on like a, I don't know, I would call it like a bipolar <laughs> mental aspect lately. Been good though. Been solid. Made it. Made it back. I'm happy we're kind of on a two week thing. Kind of made a roll to do it every Sunday night now. So that's awesome. Um, and picking show topics the week, two weeks before kind of helps a little bit. So unfortunately, Terry is not going to be here tonight. So we just have Carrie and Mike. Um, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> so say hi Carrie what's up fellas I thought you were going to drop a mic not a mic but a Frank Mortieos <laughs> do you even get it Carrie at all I guess not so every time Javier asks for Frank he says say hi Frank Frank says say hi Frank <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've got a little medicine going now, so hopefully I may have to, to chug a little bit more, but we'll be good. Uh whatever. Oh, six twenty one was the time we started. Uh everybody else been doing okay those past two weeks? Yeah, I've been doing good. Real good. All that stuff we can buy again. Life, work, cars. Oh, yeah. All the replaceable stuff, but family stuff has been good. The main topic for today is going to be the $1,000 budget build that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of research. I probably didn't do as much as my brain thought I should have done. So, But I do have an idea. Uh, I'm sure I missed stuff and everybody else missed stuff. I'll start it off because if I don't, everybody will make me start anyway. Uh, the last show was good. I was happy to get that out. Um, we're going to try to do Friday, Friday show release every two weeks. And I barely made it this week. I was trying to hunt for something. I said on the last podcast that I was trying to verify it was all clean and I could never find it. <laughs> uh, I did clean a little bit more stuff up after Terry did it, but I was trying to find something I couldn't find. So if I offended anybody, uh, I sincerely apologize. I will work on my manners a little bit better. Makes editing a little easier. If I have manners a little bit baby bit, like, yeah, I was trying to think of something to explain baby bit, but I couldn't, couldn't come up with anything. (laughs) (laughs) I, I really couldn't. I was trying to find 
I was thinking like needle nose or pin. Or I don't know. Who knows? I couldn't find nothing good. Rain's not there yet. Uh, TB40. I got eight flights on the TB40 today. We had a lot of bad weather last week and the week before. So the build went good, finished it up, everything on par, just like I talked about the last podcast. Or did I talk? Yeah, I talked about it on the last podcast. So I got everything set up, everything the way it's supposed to be, everything cool. The build went completely fine, no issues. Uh, I went and hovered it at my secret spot today. I uh, was very worried about Telwag because Sean Hall posted a video on. Kelly Direct's Facebook page and his had a wag. And when I saw it, uh, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the tail wag. Uh, mine started off with the tail wag and I put three flights on it and I kind of moved gains around and still had a tail wag. It flies good in the air. Well, let me get through the t- tail wag stuff and then I'll talk about how it flies. So I brought it home. I tightened everything on the tail because a lot of the yokes and the sliders on the tail, I don't like wrench those down because I want them to be locked-tided but still free. So I went ahead and wrenched all that down. There's a little bit of slop in the tail. Like, you just move the grips, There's, but it has to have something. It has to have some kind of slop. So, tighten everything up and I went and flew it and it still had a wag. I put three more flights on it and then I brought it back home and I actually I tightened the belt also when I did that tail the last time. So I tightened the belt like all the way tight because I had it kind of medium. So I was like, let's just roll that out. And I tightened the crap out of it. Um, and that didn't fix it. So I came back home and I moved the ball in. I was set to 12 millimeters out on the tail ball. And like, I think like you've heard me talk about this in the past. Um, pretty much all of my f- 380 size helicopters, I end up with the ball like, like literally right off the screw that holds the horn in, like really, really close. Um, so I went and flew it at eight millimeters. It improved a lot, obviously reducing the mechanical gain like that. So if the ball's further out on the horn, you have this high mechanical gain uh, where the servo just barely moves and there's a ton of movement on the blade side. So I reduced the mechanical gain by going from 12 to eight and it improved a lot. So I had to raise the gain. I was in like 30 to 40 range and I I'm up in like the 50 to 60 range now. And it's performing a lot better. There's a little bit of noise, but not as bad as it was. Now it seems like it's not really wagging when I put it in like in a maneuver where before, if I put it in like not a hurricane, but just something small off the deck or something like a half, like a half pyro flip, like just like the half, half in, you would, you would, you would see the tail during the movement wag through it. I guess we can call it the Jamie version, but <laughs> so I ended up running the game up and that, that constant like pulse wag is gone now. And it's, it's doing a lot better. So I'm going to move it in again. Uh, I kind of looked at it with the micrometer. And 
I'm going to have to put a new horn on it and redrill it. I'm going to drill it to six millimeters. Because when I started at first from the stock setting, I think it's stock of 12 millimeters out. Uh, my endpoints were like 48 and like 54 or something like that, which is really low. That's obviously shows that we're off on the mechanical gain. And when I ran the ball into eight, now I'm up in like the 78 to like 84 range for the endpoints from side to side. Um, I also messed with the zero a bunch the, the on the first flights. Like I folded them back, went into the menu and adjusted the zero to like just barely off that eight degrees, probably like a two degree. And it didn't really help any, didn't really change anything. So then I went back and moved the center like 12, 12 degrees off, like the other way a lot. And it kind of flew the same, like it didn't make a difference setting up the rate mode, you know how we used to do the rate mode and then like just hover it and see if it drifts and get it. So it doesn't, so it's at its true center. Uh, it didn't seem like that affected it at all. So with that being said, I have some work to do on the tail, but I kind of expected that because if Sean Hall had that issue, uh, I've seen a couple other people. Um, I'm hoping this doesn't end up in like a proto steel where I've got to like, buy custom thrust bearings and do weirdo stuff or pull the tail apart and double check everything, you know, that type of deal. Um, I did video all my flights. So uh, I did hover I, like I had my skateboard and the camera camera there and I set the camera up right on the skateboard and I moved it where it was kind of looking at the tail and I, I spooled it up right next to it. Like I step back and I, so I have a video with it doing its wag right in front of the camera phone video record. So I, I might be able to look at like frame by frame by frame and then tape the monitor and see like what's moving. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not super slow-mo, but try to video it to kind of look at it in a slower motion so I could see like, Cause I don't really see the servo moving, but obviously like just that little bit of movement, I'm not going to be able to see it with my bare eye. I probably won't see anything with the video either, but flight characteristic wise, it flies very, very good. Like head wise. And I've, I've got a little bit of like collectives, a little pitchy off of center. And on my goose guys, I actually ran like a negative, or a positive expo if you're spectrum guy and a negative expo if you're Utaba guy. Just to slow it down some. Like around or I think that was probably backwards or whatever. Yeah. How hot do you have your uh your spirit on it? Uh I have the spirit set at 10 on the tail. What it's about not that. What about on the collective and the cyclic and everything else? I mean that one's set at nine. Um and I think slow, like just one count. So the spirit goes, I forgot what it goes up to. And I'm not going to power it on now. But most of my helis I fly with a cyclic around nine. Eight kind of feels a little slow. 
Like I don't have that dive to get out of trouble. Like when I'm on the deck and I need like all the throw now to get it out of the roll without hitting the ground. Um, eight's a little slow for that. So, on the, so when I'm, I'm just going to, I'm asking questions because I've never flown no. the spirit stuff. So basically if I'm kind of reading this, you, you, you have to have flown my spirit at some point. Well, <laughs> I, 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 it's impossible. You just don't I, know it was a spirit. Well, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying as far as like the tuning side of one because that's I've never tuned on one. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so the difference between eight and nine is substantial. So it sounds like that should be eighty and ninety, where you have eighty-one, two, three, whatever else, where you could pick a, a eight and a half, but you can't do that. Oh yeah, no. That that's what I was trying to get to. I know 10 is like, yeah, there's like seven slow, eight's okay. I normally run at nine and then 10 kind of seems like it's cyclically a little too quick where it's going to make me do stuff quicker than what I probably should be doing. Yeah. And it doesn't have like a, does it have like a style and agility like a, like a Neo has, or even, you know, they call it something different, but like the seven. Yeah. Yeah, they call it something different. Um, you're gonna be killing me. I actually need oh. to learn this unit a little bit better now. Well, I'm not um, trying to kill you. I just no, 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 you're, no. You're talking like, about it. So, like, like me as my brain, I haven't learned the unit. Like what those names? I know it's like dynamic is one of them, and then there's another name. There is two things you can adjust, which kind of do your style and it and agil- agility. Right. I mean, when you get used to it, you know, you'll. I I can I can tune a, a neo, but I mean, let's face it, about any monkey can tune a neo, and that's not a dig towards Mikado. It's just they're that easy yeah. to tune. Uh, but you know, and then you take like the seven sixty, and you take the simplicity, but and that's what I was kind of getting to. You know, one through ten on the spirit, you know, and you have like zero through like one twenty on a on a on a a neo. Most of the stuff I run is you know. Depending, you know, between ninety and one fifteen, just depending on what mode and who's flying it. The but then you take like the seven sixty, well, their numbers are retarded because it's like seven thousand or whatever, you know. So you got it set yeah. like like three fifty to four hundred, and that's kind of your cyclic still. So you have this broad range, but the the tuning aspect of it is you can you can make minute changes and tune it in if you really want to tinker if you're a tinkerer that's that's why i was asking yeah you could probably play with that because that just does the rotation rate so if if you like the full rotation rate but you want it faster off of center i think there's a feed forward you can do into it also and then also with the agility and style type stuff yeah. With the three of those, you should be able to get it close to, you should be able to get it where you want. Yeah. And I mean, you know, by no means trying to go off some rabbit hole, but you know, that's one of those things is that's one of the, to me, that's one of the issues in, in a lot of the hobby stuff that we do is I don't care. You pick a flight controller. I don't care if it's a Spartan or a beast X or a whatever else they do. Mostly all do kind of the same thing. But they're all called something different. So you get used to the terminology and, you know, me changing and going to work where I'm working at now, you have to learn a new language. And there's no, 
there's no uniformity in terminology. You know, I, yeah. Thank God rotation rate is used. <laughs> right. Because if not, it'd be completely horrible. Right. I mean, and that's just it. As you go in and it's like, you've flown my V-bar enough stuff that, you know, you like stuff a little hotter. And for me, that's agility. Go in and flip agility. Done. Yeah, quick and easy. Quick, quick and easy. There's lots more stuff you can adjust. But that's the, for a lack of better words, the quick and dirty to speed things up or slow it down. And if you want more of an yeah, feel, you go in and, and you turn your, your style down, which just feels like it. You have to put more stick movement in. It's like Expo. And, and yeah, you have you, to off offset the twos. They all work together at some point. Right. No. Uh, yeah. The, for tailgate, it just has, it has a tailgate that you adjust in your radio because it's GTR. So it uses channel five. So you have a, your gyro menu controls the game. Um, and then it has a delay and the unit is it's called D game or like how hard it stops. God forbid they could call it stops because <laughs> it's delay because I guess in Europe's mind that's delaying how fast it stops. Like, do you want it to stop or you want it to delay it a little bit when it stops? Anyway, rolling eyes. Um, and there's really no eye game. Like that's, that's all you get. There is a, uh, I said Revo. Is it Revo for the tail? Not Revo. No. Yes. You uh, help me out, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Come on, you're the Earth to carry. You went lose. to take it. Went to take a dookie. <laughs> I mean, we get to make fun of yeah. him while he's gone. Well, there I'm he back. Is. Checking the printer. Um, rev mix, not not rev mix. Jeez, I can't think of the terminology. Well, would it be Revo? Whatever it is, the pitch compensation with the tail. Uh, I I end up running after I moved the ball in. I actually started seeing that try to wag to the left on pitch pump. So I ran that up to two counts from zero. I mess with a bunch of stuff. It's it's really like a mechanical issue at this point. I'm hoping everything wears in. Um, not really hopeful and patient. <laughs> Cyclic feel wise, back to the feel of the heli. Um, cyclic wise, it feels solid. Um, I ran the head speed up a little bit to give me a little bit more like uh, grab during aileron sideways maneuvers and stuff. Um, I was doing some, you know, stop pit, like TikToks, but like TikTok and then just stop it on the angle and let it sit for a little bit and then pop it back out and then stop. And so I was doing, so it's definitely holding altitude on edge very well uh i just got a little not pitchiness but like pitchiness like when i pop out and push into a fast forward flight and we'll talk about that a little bit too uh i'm a little pitchy on the collective but i also don't do forward flight a lot and i've been practicing because i noticed the other day that was a major issue like not major it was a minor issue that i need to incorporate some regular forward flight hurricanes like right right side up um just starting to work on some rolling circle stuff 
And I realized I can't fly right side up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I can, but like when I go to steer it, I'm like, ee, like like one wheels you, off the car, kind of. You start you start second guessing the tail because you're so used to doing everything upside down, backwards, or whatever else. Yeah, and doing the rolling circles, it showed it. It showed it really well to me. I was like, oh, let's put this on my list. I need to work on some right side up stuff, but. Yep. Uh, so the TB40 is good. I like it. The canopy goes on and off really well. Like going around all the swashplate stuff. It's it's kind of like how did they get that to do that so well? It's definitely when I got to see it and play with it a little bit. It's it's nothing like a uh, a mini copter where you got to hold everything just right across your tongue and twist yeah. your toes and yeah, open the canopy a ton and wrap it around. No, it just kind of like it goes straight on. So I like like that. Uh, it's pretty visual in there. I like the lettering on the boom a lot. The white skids I like a lot. The disc. I mean, the thing fl- flew cyclic wise. I almost crashed it more than 10 times. If that puts it into any type of perspective. And I was not trying to practice stuff. I just, I got so comfortable low with it. Luckily, I didn't crash it. I do have a bunch of videos on this and I will post them on YouTube. They will be smashed together and boring to watch with all the stuff, but I have a lot of this on video. I don't know what it turned out like. I haven't looked at it. I just did this stuff this afternoon, but we'll see. Uh, the raw S2, um, I repainted. Well, I didn't repaint. Uh, I had another kit built for it, um, kit printed. So I painted those orange and I got those installed today. I still need to do some mods to the files just a little bit. There's, or I'm just going to like make an instruction manual. Like if I give it to people and be like, you're going to need to dremel this to make sure the clearance is good and then dremel this to put the magnets or the canopy lip and but it looks awesome i i think it shows it a little bit better than the hydro dip gangster graphic stuff i had on it before uh i didn't get to fly it uh i took it with me powered it on and the tow motor don't like lost the face and i've fixed it like a couple times i think i hot glued it last time like after i soldered it I think at this point, I'm just going to put a new motor on it and throw that motor in a trash can and just be done with it. Does it like add any more weight from the stock canopy or uh, that that's noticeable in the air? I haven't flown it in there. Oh, no, oh. not. No, I have flown it once, once or twice. Um, no, it's not no- noticeable. I think we weighed it. I think I weighed it and it was the same or like maybe five or 10 grams more that's printed with PLA. Yeah. So it was just a white PLA. Okay. And messing with UV lights and stuff. Uh, not all white PLAs the same. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. some white PLA that like the UV light just pops it like, like out of nowhere. And the reason I say that is for the other 3d print project that's kind of a unibody frame i might be trying to do some 
UV light, white, uh, wingtip lights, we'll call it. Right? So, we'll see. Something to glow the canopy, like we talked about. Yeah, and the unibody one is pretty much the whole frame and the canopy is 3D printed. So, if I can get kind of that white or like a neon green or something, uh, I could just 3D print some angle stuff up to shine at it. And it won't be blinding in my eyes, but it'll make the whole thing pop. Well, I, mean, I told you I have the black light LEDs that that ought to make that just shine. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to try something. Um, I was thinking of, because that white PLA, I was saying that some of it's different. Like, like if I put it on some of it with the black light, we'll call it UV light. One will like pop and one doesn't. And I just had an idea of doing wingtip lights on QQ. I don't know what this foam does on UV lights. Uh, it shouldn't. I mean, especially with the LEDs, it, it shouldn't. No, I want it to pop. I don't know if it'll pop or not. Oh, no, I, I, mis- I misunderstood you. I bet you it'll glow. I mean, you know, that's one thing. Black light or UV lights love whiten up white stuff for sure. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if this is going to be that, but eh, idea popped in head. So I'll let you guys know in the future how that turns out. But I've got a, a couple QQs that can I can do some special stuff with. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I, I know this guy's got a laser machine. And oh, yeah. yeah, we could cut out some flat panel. Oh, yeah. Deals that and then LED them and put them on. Yeah, no, that would be. You ever try try to make pop pop this afternoon? I have not yet. No. Oh, okay. The Protos Nitro, I actually made some progress. I know it's almost Mayday and it's been a, almost a year. Uh, the servos are in there. I actually posted a picture of the servos mounted and a couple people commented on it. They're like, oh, I've got the same thing. Nobody commented that I put the servos in upside down. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the people who commented did the same thing and it just looked right. Yeah. So I had to flip all the servos over. And then the horns I have, they have the metal like adjustable horns. And I really don't like using those because I worry they won't slip. But then the balls that go in there are like large screws and they're not long enough to hit a bolt. So anyway, we have metal servo arms on it. Uh, If it crashes, I kind of looked at it at some point and said, uh, I only paid 600 bucks for it. If I rip all the servos, so be it. I'm putting it together and we're going to get in there. So I got the bearing alignment all done. I cleaned it up and uh, laved off some of the shaft, not lathes, but like sanded all the shaft off and got the alignment all good. So my, <laughs> I, I my starter shaft was to say that he, uh, he had polished his shaft and I'm like, you, know, you yeah, talk was- about that all the time, you know? Yeah, I was avoiding it. (laughs) I went at the bush and I was like, eh, we're going to stay away from that one. It's a little stinky. Wow. So, yeah, that's that. I haven't really flown a plane in a while. So it's just been heli stuff. Um, I'll get to that stuff later. Um, Facebook Live. I've been doing a lot of Facebook Live stuff. I don't know if I'll continue with it. 
I kind of want to, um, cause it keeps me busy kind of doing stuff in my shop and people get to look around and, uh, I've talked with Alex. I don't know what his last name is off the top of my head. Um, he was on the sim and then we were talking back and forth. It was kind of cool to talk to somebody. Like I've seen him before. I might, I might've sold him stuff before. He has this Batman looking avatar thing on his Facebook. Um, I can't remember the dealing I had with him. <laughs> Hopefully it was good. So, but he's been cool to talk to kind of a fresh breath. Uh, on the sim, the dude can fly. Like, like he can fly. Pretty cool to watch. Mm. So we'll see if I continue doing that at this point. Mm. I haven't really got any negative stuff from that. So as long as I continue to not get any, we'll call it negativity back out of that, um, I'll continue doing it because it it keeps me company. If we want to call 2024 digital company like everybody has. But I get to talk to myself, which I always do anyway. And it keeps me from just like sitting down, simming and watching Netflix and screwing off and wasting away the whole entire night like I normally do anyway. So it kind of makes right. I need to do a project because we weren't going to just. So it's making me more active on getting my stuff done. And I, and I want people to like, understand that i'm a real like just because i do a podcast like i'm i am in the joes <laughs> i'm the normal joe guy so we all make mistakes and i am far from perfect and i am not that hierarchy type person so if you ever see me come talk to me if you see me online shoot me a message i don't like doing voice calls uh, especially from Jason Hunter. So we'll see. I'm trying to find a way to ban him, but it won't let me ban him. So we, we know better than that. Yeah. The goal is to fly better than him. So I kind of been kicking the, kicking the rooster eggs on contest stuff. And I started throwing rocks at him today about, uh, fly off stuff since that other podcast scrap pile thing got fly off. We're not, we're not putting $10,000 on the line though. <laughs> I don't have $10,000. My kids might, I don't. <laughs> uh, Jason Holler, he broke since he actually broke, bought some good ESCs, although he still runs. Well, I'm not going to say it cause we'll get Carrie's feathers ruffled. Uh, it's it's at least it's a good punchline that's going to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. EC fives are like every time I see a post on EC fives and somebody comments on them, then I just drop Jason right in behind it. Like, oh, we got to tag him on this. <laughs> uh, it's fun. Um, uh, the Airwolf. Um, I've had it for about two and a half years now. It flies heavy, slow, poor tail authority. It's fun. <laughs> I want to hydro dip it and change the color of it instead of just being solid black. And I kind of have two options. I kind of want to go with a sand military theme or like a military like camo. Obviously, it's not going to be scale like like air quotes. 
type of deal. Uh, sorry, Renee. Um, but I kind of thought about going like a military, like sand combat type thing, or I thought about just going like LA Gucci on it. Like, mm. like purple sparkles and like put some spotlights, like all kinds of spotlights and, you know, if I can have some that flash or something. So like, it's like LA Gucci, like disco ball in the sky type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vanna white, like is on it or something, you know, that type of like badass person helicopter. I kind of want to lean that way. I kind of like both of them. I think the Gucci one may actually look better. I don't know. We'll see. It's ideas in my head. No action at this point. I did look for some hydro dip. Um, I need to, I need to go to my website that I bought the last stuff at. I don't remember what it was. It's probably on my favorites with 8,000 other things that I never like who actually use uses favorites. I mean, I just, I don't. I just type Google <laughs> mm-hmm. like most of my stuff doesn't even have a favorites bar, like whatever Google like opens that are my like eight things I can add. I guess there's a way to add stuff also, which might be an idea I need to look into. Uh, it's about it. Yeah, he shows me those uh, hydro dips and asks me which one he likes or that I like. And I tell him, Oh no, I don't like that one. Okay. <laughs> That's the one he puts on his helis. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I was kind of going to like that army, like, uh, heartbreak bridge, like camo color type of deal. Old school woodland. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. But we'll see what I end up with. I want to do something this year to it because I'm tired of every time I pull it out, the airwolf thing comes on and you started that i know but it got old real fast (laughs) it was cool for like country minute and then it kind of wasn't cool i've just been trying to engage a little bit more online with throwing rocks if at some point during this podcast we start talking about mikado uh that at least make me laugh some. <laughs> we kind of already started down that rabbit hole a little bit. Oh, yeah. What does Javier say? You heard it here first. Um, Mikado is not a ignorant company. <laughs> the public has spoken and said, we want better gimbals. Please sell it to us at this point is what I'm seeing. That's the mud I see stuck on the whiteboard. I see in engineering going, we need to get some gimbals that are better because people are willing to pay the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though the bug thing is like, that's probably on the radio master gimbals themselves. I saw one that a spring broke and I about fucking fucking hurt a lung laughing so much. <laughs> <laughs> It's Man, like, it, like Radio Master one ninety nine radio, Mikado twenty two hundred dollars. Well, not quite, but yeah. There's probably a reason 
I mean, they just didn't grab the first gimbal and say, we're going to use this. I am sure they tested stuff and quality and QA and anyway, maybe not just my idea. I, if, if I was Mikado and I own the company, I'd have four people figuring out an upgrade on the gimbal so we could sell it to them. Mm-hmm. That's $500 a spit. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're going to make some money on it. And if it works, people have shown they are willing to pay the money. It's just, you know, I don't think they've ever done a hardware upgrade like that and like warrantied it. It's just the whole thing is just like a tornado waiting to happen. And all Mikado really has to do is like, hey, we know you guys are putting these gimbals in. This bug is because the gimbals aren't talking to our system good. And show the graphs and like, look, this is what it's missing. And the gimbals are great when they work, but there's a signal issue. But we have these that are guaranteed, you know what I'm saying? I wonder how many people that screwed their radio up. Oh, there's a shit ton. There's a shit ton to put them in. Because I know that I watched some videos of people putting them in. And when you start taking two and a half millimeter Allen wrenches to try to pry a ribbon cable out of shit. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, and it's no. not broke yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm. I don't know. Now everybody's like, so the radio was really good before, and the gimbals were air quotes better. But anyway, it's a whole rabbit hole. I don't have any card in this game, so. I don't kick the ant pile too much and I have no like emotional attachment to it or any money involved at this point. So I just like watching you guys keep it, keep up the good work with stirring the pot and keeping the popcorn. Uh, we know it's not Mikado's fault. That's obvious, but. Well, I'll tell you, I think it'd be funnier and shit. If Mikado's <laughs> the one that sent the update out that say, you know what? Screw all you sons of bitches who throw, uh, radio master gimbals and our very nice radio we'll just send you a little bug to play with i think that would be funny personally yep they didn't do that because the last update i heard was like december something so Mm. if that was the issue then we would have seen this way earlier than what we are now i think Uh, it's a qual i i think it's a quality issue because people started buying them like hotcakes and Radio Master, just, they just didn't. Obviously, like you own a company and you're going to sell. We'll just talk about uh, the other podcast, um, Maximum Collective. When he, when I forgot his name, when he made those pipes, he didn't make like 200 of them. He makes 10 and then sells the 10 or, you know, and then somebody ordered like that started seeing. It. So then they were trying to rush to get them back in stock so they could sell them. And I think some of those are a quality issue uh, that happened because of the rush to buy. So the people that originally bought them might be better off. It's just my idea of like supply, demand, and rush for filling stock. That makes any. <laughs> 
Hey, it, it does. You know, and this is where I mean, I I'm going to be the guy that, that says it. You know, if you want if you want a radio that feels like a three thousand dollar radio and the gimbals and the sticks and this and that and whatever else, go buy a three thousand dollar radio with the gimbals and the sticks in it that you want. Uh, yeah. I I mean, you take, you know, I think the Fataba 32MZ the most overrated radio on the planet. I own one. I think it's the most overrated radio on the planet, but the gimbals are amazing. Yeah, uh, they are. That is, I I flew your Nimbus on that. No, it's like, yeah, They're nice ass gimbals. Yeah, you I'm know, not going to program the damn thing, but n- no. And, and then you take like Carrie's uh, uh, JR Elite. Uh, I only I've only flown that radio twice, and it feels amazing in the hand. But then again, it's a three thousand dollar radio. It better feel like silk everywhere you touch it. That's just my my thoughts. I, and I'm not going to say like, that, it's kind of like going to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, when when you go when you go to the the Burger Hut, don't bitch about the strippers. You know, that's that's just it. But yeah, you know, when if you buy a fifteen hundred dollar radio, should it have great gimbals? Well, in my opinion, yeah, it's fifteen hundred dollar radio. Yeah, no yeah. one bitched about the gimbals. No. Like, there was no issue with the gimbals, just the word got out, and somehow Radio Master sold a shit ton of these, and, uh, made, well. Made more money on their gimbals than they have on all the radios they sold. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a possibility. Well, I don't, I, mean, I haven't researched the Radio Master since they came out with their original one. They have a bunch of different versions that are more expensive, so... Take what I'm saying with a grain of salt because I've not researched them. So mm. it's a good radio. Let's leave Radio Master with Radio Master at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. we we learned our lesson. Major electronics don't swap just because it works. No, I mean that's that's kind of my that's kind of my whole point, you know, is 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 somebody, you know, this it, our hobbies, and I don't really care what hobby you're in. Uh, somebody comes up with this little cool trick on, oh, hey, under this will work. Oh, hey, this worked, and then it becomes a fad. Everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and and you know do what the Joneses do, and you know, prime example. But Got a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then they blame Mikado, and it's like, uh, you need to tap the brakes because you took Toyota car that's solid, mm-hmm. and you put you go parts in it. You put Chevy motor in it, and now your alternator brake. Your mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> you <laughs> you changed your shit out. Like maybe you should have just left what we sold you alone. Uh, yeah, wholeheartedly. Don't blame us because you took some shit apart and modified it. I get where Mikado's like, hey guys, you guys, you guys need to stop throwing the rocks at us. <laughs> like, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know need mean, to call you call Radio Master. Don't mod- call us. Modifications is part of this hobby. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, it's fun as hell. The the greatest of all time, probably the greatest that ever will be, Curtis Youngblood. Took the most expensive radio that they made at the time and modified it to fit his style. 
Uh-huh. And yeah, he, he didn't go. Yeah, that's exactly what I think you should do. It flies great. He goes, uh, I learned how to fly on this kind of radio. That's the kind of radio I like. They don't make this kind of radio no more. So I'll right. make my own. And Tim and him and what's his name will tell you straight up to your face. You do not want to learn to do this. No, like he is. Do not try to do this. Do not try to learn to do this. This makes it harder. Yeah. Don't try to copycat me. This is because I grew up on single stick. Yeah. And that's my point. And, but if, you know, if Curtis would have ever said, this is the best thing since sliced bread, they would be more butchered up. They are 10x <laughs> <laughs> laying in the dump someplace, then you can count a stick with PVC pipes shoved up its ass trying to figure out how to make single stick radio out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, that, I that's the truth. I mean, that's what would happen. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I've, that's the way the hobby is. I mean, that's why people, that's why these guys that can really, really fly get sponsored. And even though, their mileage may vary from person to person on how much information they actually have compared to what's coming out of their mouth. Varies from person to person and sponsorship to sponsorship because, you know, me being on teams before, just because you're on a team doesn't mean that like you get all the schematics of every test and every trial. And you, you only know a little bit more than the regular people. Not this asininely amount. If you're lucky. True. If, if you're lucky. You know, I, I'm quite sure, you know, this is, I don't know the dynamics and I'm just literally, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Maxwell, Nick Maxwell for a minute. Nick Maxwell. IP, you keep talking. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, with Nick and like XL Power, you know, I'm pretty sure that they didn't send him. This is here. I'm just going to send you this and you go make modifications and do it. They sent him a kit. He put it together and go, I'd kind of like to see this, this, and this change. And can we try that? He had, he had engineering firsthand experience that none of us would have, but, uh, you take anybody else on team XL power. They probably don't get that. They they don't get the engineering, this and that, and whatever else, you know? And I think more of it has to do with the influence of things. And you take some of these great sponsor with that said the other major issue is um intellectual properties mm-hmm. i mean you're just not going to send that type of intellectual properties to a whole team of people no i'm sure he probably had to sign something at some point to say you're going to see intellectual properties that are within company and you have no rights to this property or rights to share or talk about it. Yeah, you that, sign, you yeah, sign the NDA, and any of these improvements that you come up with, we're going to say thank you because they belong to us. We'll put your name on it, but they belong to us. That kind of falls back into yeah. kind of the Bodos thing if you want to look at that circle angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, not trying to... And it's not like everything that he said was like, oh, let's do this. I'm sure there as a company, they're like, uh, cost wise to manufacturing ratio, we can't do that, but we could do this maybe. You know, they start playing into the cost ratio, design, machine tool time. All of that stuff comes into the fact. Like we already mm-hmm. have 45,000 of X, Y, or Z. We're going to keep using these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's, it's that backdoor stuff that it's fun to be a part of. Um, but it's, it's very hard at this day and age to get that deep on a manufacturer trust. And I, I don't blame them. I wouldn't trust, you know, I have a hard time, you know, my design stuff and Carrie's design stuff. Like you spend a ass and out ass amount of time trying to adjust baby stuff. Like, oh, well, yeah. you know, you, you do charge case stuff and, and yeah. it's the design and the getting it perfect stuff. Yeah. You, you could do it and it, and it works, but getting those corners and the fine details and all this little stuff worked out is a asinine amount of time for no profit. So you're going to hold on to that intellectual property that you put your time and effort into. Oh yeah. And, and that's not even counting. That's not even counting the, the, you know, the, the, the scrap, the, the production waste, how much money does it cost you screwing this up? How many times? Yeah. You know, it's like doing it. Yeah. Doing you ain't ever going to make any money. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, as many times as you screwed it up. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. But I mean, it's like the, the, the deck material like this on the case that you have right now. Uh, it costs just, just to make the deck, it, the material alone is about 20 bucks. I mean, and that might not sound like a lot, but you screw it up or you go, well, you know, that worked, but I really need to do this. So every time case of that beer. you case of every, beer. yeah, every single time that you, you find a flaw and you fix it, take $20 bill out your pocket and throw it away. And that's on a small time guy like me. Now, and we're not talking doing this on a million dollar CNC machine and how expensive is a block of billet aluminum. And yeah. I, I know how much CNC time costs. It ain't cheap. So, yeah. You know, well, we did this, but we really don't like it. Let's completely redesign it, which is an another expense. Then let's re-engineer yeah. and manufacture it, which, you know, next thing yeah. you know, you got hundreds of thousands of dollars for them to sell, what, 2,000 kits? You know? Yeah, trash, yeah. I understand it. It's a, yeah. Well, well said. I think that's all for me. I don't. I have anything else really. I have some on sim sim topic stuff we'll talk about. Uh TB forty testing to my sim topic stuff. That's all I have, guys. Sorry I went so long. We kind of went in a rabbit hole a little bit, but I think the rabbit hole kind of needed to be gone in. I think that we had a good conversation. It wasn't just all Spiegel. This was Yeah, it wasn't one sided like Yeah. I didn't. I didn't wave my fuck Mikado banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody still has a two hundred dollar V bar classic touch? I know somebody looking for one. Yes, I posted online today even, on some form. He, he'll even take them with Radio Master gimbals. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. No, I. I. I kind of want the stock ones back. I got. <laughs> I, I'm okay if you got the radio master and you're like, kick the bucket. I'll take it. I want the original ones with it because I haven't looked up how much those cost for Mikado to sell, but I guarantee you Mikado is manufacturing some because 
How many got thrown away? I'll never yes. use these sons of bitches again. <laughs> I guarantee you 30% of the people, those bitches are in a landfill. <laughs> yeah, they're in their hobby room like mine, and they go, "Oh, this is part of it. Where'd the rest of it go?" Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> and Mikado probably. I don't even know if they sell the gimbals by themselves. I don't think I've never seen one. I mean, I'm right. sure that they have to do something because there's been more than one jerk off, drop a radio, and break a gimbal. I'm sure. I mean, true, but they don't have enough to supply all the people that. Anyway, another rabbit hole. We're not going down it. <laughs> yeah, well said. Yeah, We're yeah. going back away. Throw some barricades around that one so we don't yeah. bounce off of it again. Yeah. <laughs> we will revisit it. Uh, if you want to hear more about this, on that's on Alex Dean with the Rotor Revolution podcast. They have the team insight stuff, so they will have the correct information. Not us. We're just shooting the shit. So yeah, <laughs> Rotor Revolution pod, podcast, go and listen to them, please. Yeah, yeah. this is personal opinion and thoughts. This is not backed up by science or knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And there's lots of medication on top. <laughs> so yeah. I'm feeling a little bit better now. I'm coming out of the hole a little bit. Barely. Jeez. Uh, Next, please. Go for it, Gary. All righty. Well, uh, I was digging through my parts stash and ended up finding a Hobby Wing 80 just laying in there. I wonder if it's any good. So I stuck it in my old DT520 two blade and uh, it powered up. BEC works. And what, so what my- kind of Hobby Wing 80 is this? Is this a V4 with the telemetry and everything? Uh, or is it like a light or something? I don't think the 80 come with full telemetry. Oh, yeah, it does. The 80? Yeah, people put the 80 in their 380s because of the telemetry in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I switched out the speed control in the X3 like two or three times before I found one that had full telemetry. Yeah, the 60s and 50s don't have crap yeah really but mm-hmm. that 80 does that 80's got everything I didn't, it's a little I bit didn't bigger that. yeah it's a little bit bigger weighs a little bit more but that 80's got it but i don't even know where this speed control came from but yeah it, it sounds like it might be fly the 520 again yeah i'll keep going and then uh so you actually the flew the five the 520 uh, I haven't taken it to the field, but I okay. flew it around in the yard. I have spare parts for you and night canopy. So, and it has an AR seventy two hundred in it. <laughs> oh, Jesus! That must... <laughs> is there a gas leak up there in that town or something? It is weird feeling. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, oh. I have a, I have a, uh, um, um, I'm trying to think of it without saying the name. The Align one, I give up. The Mini Beast or Beast oh, X the Three GX, Three GX, the, the GoPro. Yeah, the Three GX. Oh, a yeah, G Pro. No, I don't have the G Pro. I wish I had a G Pro. 
his G pro is a Mikado clone. If we want to get into that. Yeah. So we'll stay away from it. Yeah. Continue. Somebody take the macro oh, rocks that. away from him. But other than that, during our club meetings, we've been wanting to do, uh, have more stuff for the newsletter and whatnot. And, uh, we got a guy that built us a website and everything, and he's kind of running the newsletter. And I asked him, I said, is there any way we could put audio in our newsletter? He goes, not the newsletter, but we can do the website. So for a helicopter segment, I'm going to start doing like a beginner intro thing. Once a month for the club. Man, get ready. EC5 cells are fixing to go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really hard to do because um, like this podcast, there's a lot of people that talk to me. Like there's people like Vikram, right? He flies helis. He kind of has a mechanical mind, but like when he listens to podcasts, he's like, I don't understand anything you guys are talking about. <laughs> so yeah. You have to dumb it down a lot farther than what you think. It is, yeah. it is, I thought this was about as dumbed down as it got. Because, I mean, look who, look who the three people on here talking are right now. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know if it could get a whole hell of a lot dumber. <laughs> Man. But like even I, I released my first one and it was basically an introduction to myself and whatnot. But I specifically said in there. This ain't going to be continued to be audio. It's going to have to switch to video. And uh, That's that'll be uh, interesting. It'll be interesting to see where you go with that. Um, that's right up your alley, actually. I, I, I love yeah. it. And like I told you, I, I support you. If I can help you, let me know. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's just kind of writing down notes and trying to break it down, like you say. It's been taking a lot of thought on each topic. Yeah, because, I mean, how how simple do you make it without it being insultingly simple? How complex do you make it without it being overly complex? And, I mean, that's... Well, that's the million dollar question always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Other than that, we've been doing, we kind of been getting on the sim together a little bit. That's been fun. That has been. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm refraining from opening it right now. Just I'm, I'm worried it may like affect my Zoom or something, so. <laughs> I'm refraining I, I from earlier, sitting on the sound. But it was just bringing the, the audio in. So I shut it down. You know, it's an opportunity for us to fly together and BS together without actually getting to be together. And that's something that we, yeah. will, we don't get to do that often. You know, the the folks that listen to this and I hope there is more than two or three, you know oh, there is. 
the the four of us that are normally on here, me and Spiegel are the closest together. Uh, we live about forty miles apart. I was like, uh, hey, now, uh, <laughs> now, come on! I, I, I was being you know, me, you live about forty miles south of where I do. I live about one hundred and seventy miles away from Cary, and uh, it's probably about the same for Terry in the other direction. So, I mean, we're not like a group of guys that get together and fly together on a regular basis. We generally see one another at events. Yeah, yeah. this is true. And, you know, we look forward to that. And and this is a way that we actually get to get together more regularly without having to travel hours upon hours to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and you get tired of flying, you get to watch somebody else fly. Yeah. 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 Sit there and come up with stupid games and you know, you can't even win stupid prizes, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy you it. You're getting a bunch of laughs flying a blimp. <laughs> that ain't no shit. <laughs> <laughs> or or my or my four hundred percent synergy six nine six. Yeah, I have I have no problem doing that on su- Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings that I get off. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, I didn't mean to, to take over your, what you're, you were talking about, but yeah. Well, it's, it's actually helped me want to get on the sim now. Oh yeah. Cause just sim, sitting there simming by myself. I hate it. I get bored. Yeah. I start making the same stupid mistake after the same stupid mistake. And I'm like, uh, I'm just reinforcing bad shit right now. I need to stop. Anyway, no, this guy, I went, I ran out to the field for a little bit and had to go drop some stuff off. And this old boy was out there and he was with, with Raphael and he had a bunch of different helis and he was just getting back into it. And they all had, uh, the mini beast and he, uh, had some new spectrum fly controller. I don't know what it is. I'd never seen. Yeah. I had never seen one before and he was like, yeah, I'm having some issues tuning this stuff in. And I just looked at him and said, I wish you the best of luck, sir. Cause I'm not your guy to help you on this. I've owned one beast X and I got so mad at it. I literally threw it in the trash. I never flew it. Yeah. They're not the greatest by any means of the book. I, I was just trying to set it up, and if I got to watch blinky lights, and I got to try to figure it out if it's blue or if it's purple or if it's this or it's that, yeah, screw you, I'm done. Yeah, there was a time in my life. Now I, I send them to Kerry Snyder. <laughs> Sorry, Kerry. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know the new ones. The old ones are all right. It's blinky lights. I know lucky blinky lights on programming stuff. If it flew really, really good, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And it goes right back to a, the thing is uh, to make changes. You, you don't, you got to almost reset everything up to, to make any kind of changes. You can't just go in and change one aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can go into that one parameter and change it, but. If you could remember what parameter it was and you carried your your little cheat sheet around with you and you could yeah. figure out how to get to that right blinky light without moving anything else to screw anything else up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
we get it. We're all on the same page. We know like AR seventy two hundreds. Carrie, Carrie, continue. Well, other than that, I've just kind of been on a quad and RC car kick lately. So I've been tinkering with those in my yard. Been having fun. Nice. I need to get a car. I don't even have a two channel radio. <laughs> yeah. A guy at work just gave me a Traxxas Slash. So I've been messing with it. Poor Layla. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she got any pads left on those poor paws chasing that stuff around. I know it. She goes 90 to nothing with it. <laughs> but other That's than fun. that, I pulled the S2 out today. I had one flight in the yard. That was pretty fun. I was kind of doing walls at the tree and blowing the limbs around and stuff with it. That was kind of fun. She yeah. tap the ground once and uh, it freaked out for a second. I, I mean, I was on the verge of hitting throttle hold. Nice. And it corrected itself. And it finally stalled and stopped. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can't find anything damaged on it or anything, but uh, I just never threw another battery in it and flew it again. Kind of got playing around with other stuff. I'm glad you like that. And the next one is for Sean Hall. I ended up ordering another blade uh it, this time i went with the sr and hopefully it comes in in good shape and uh i can do the one blade thing with it nice the cp i bought i just never could there's something wrong in its flight controller and it's just not driving the tail like it's supposed to uh I see water damage on the boards, so I'm thinking something got messed up. Yeah, that's easy to do on those. It, yeah. So, uh, other than that, that's about all I've been up to. Uh, Terry is not here because he's sick. So, if anybody was wondering, he didn't get fired. <laughs> he because he, he never checked his he never checked his email. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> factual statements. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, what in the hell did I do this time? I'm sitting here looking and, and then Jason Hunter calls me out on something. Oh yeah. We have rocks. We have rocks that need thrown. Oh, yeah. I can't throw anymore because I've already threw one or two. So, and he called you out. So, yeah, I'll have to throw a rock. <laughs> no, but he called me out and you out in the same, in the same line. Yeah. That was me calling him out for competition stuff. And he was like, make sure laws your buddy or brother, or whatever doesn't is not the judge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I don't care. One, one, one minute rounds. Uh, 
three rounds total. That's the fly off. One minute flights three times. Are you saying that you can be as good as anybody for one minute? Is, are, you, are you calling yourself a minute man? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. The whole reason is like <laughs> one, the like reason for it is like one minute gives you enough where like, and then the other guy gets one minute. It's almost like a three way, but not really. Um, so yeah, we're working on it. We'll see what pans out. I've always been trying to, somebody, uh, Nick Maxwell talked about his idea for competitions. I forgot what it was, but he has, it was on a podcast that he was on. Uh, he had a really good idea for competition stuff. I forgot what it was, but all I hear is dueling banjos in my head right now. I I can't help it. Especially when, especially when Jason Hunter's involved, the three flights make it difficult because repetition of three flights boring. Like it, you really have to pull off three different flights, and you can't give all of your tricks up at once. You see how that plays into it a little bit, yeah. So, and the one minute's enough. So you don't have to put a full three minute flight. That's difficult because that gets repetitive very quickly. So one minute gives you enough where you shouldn't be repeating stuff during it and enough to where you can pull it off and then go calm down. The thing is, is if I wasn't going to make those rules, I'd be handicapping you because if you're going to do the one minute thing every at the end of one minute, you got to end the flight with a, an aerobatic auto and no, and, we wouldn't make it. <laughs> you definitely wouldn't make it with the TB40. Mm. Have to take the belt off of it. <laughs> but no, that's kind of my idea with him. We're going to play on each other and make each other better is what we're doing. We both agreed to using soft rocks. No, he just got to get off his dead lazy ass and show up someplace that we're actually at. He's invested this year. Last year he was he was out, you know. He just ran his mouth a lot. Um yeah. or shook the ground at Apache Pass. Oh yeah. <laughs> no Japan. You didn't have an earthquake. That was Jason Hunter's crush. <laughs> Dang. Like there is a ground there. You can't actually go through it. Yeah, yeah. The the hard deck the hard deck for that was definitely the well, hard deck. Yeah, he tested that, of course. <laughs> Love the guy. It's your turn, Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I really, uh, I've been kind of just laying low, doing the sim stuff quite a bit this this month. Been kind of laying low a little bit. Uh, working on a few other little projects around the house. Been trying to do some stuff with our RC club. Uh, you know. Uh, went to a meeting Thursday night, get everything set up for, did we agree we're going to call it the ARCA Heli Bash? Is that what we're calling it? Uh, Austin Heli Bash. Austin Heli Bash. Uh, so those days are set. It's Memorial Day weekend, uh, May 23rd through the 26th. 
I'll get the event sanctioned. I'll probably do the I'll probably do the event sanction tomorrow and get it sanctioned. So been working on that, some stuff behind the scenes. Uh I do have a uh it's not brand new, but it is brand new. Uh I've got a raw five eighty nitro that I've had for a long time now that's got new motor, new servos, new absolutely everything sitting in it. I did actually finally pull it off the wall and decided it was time to try to set up the flight controller on it. So maybe I go fire up new nitro Tuesday or Wednesday and put some fuel through that. Uh, for some reason, it seems like everything I got right now requires that I really enjoy flying requires some kind of fuel. Uh, <laughs> you know, ain't nothing wrong with that, but damn, I still wish nitro was 15 dollars not 50 but no i mean that's that's kind of it you know working on uh you know got some uh charge case stuff i'm i've been building and trying to get a few uh a few pieces of inventory built up uh i did buy a domain name uh to do a website uh now i just got to get website built uh i am not a website builder uh, any help would be vastly appreciated if anybody's interested, but I actually bought rctazdesigns.com just so I could actually get some stuff out there. I do a little more than just charge case stuff, but uh, I really enjoy that and kind of do a little self-promotion here. Kind of need to get some of the stuff that I've been doing actually out on the market and sold and working. Uh, I mean, so far, I think everybody's got one has really liked it. So that and, you know, making some, a few little custom blue sky parts and anti-rotation brackets and trying new, new stuff. And, you know, that's basically all I've been doing for the last month is, you know, doing that stuff. So I've been kind of being boring on the, on the hobby side of things. But I think we all agree that those are all hobbies within the hobby. I mean, we all have multiple of those. Mm-hmm. You know. But I mean, that's kind of it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have been very boring, just getting geared up, looking to what few fun flies I get to go to this year. Uh, just getting kind of geared up and psyched up because they're starting to come. They ain't gonna be that long. We'll be at Skinner's. Yeah, uh, we need to practice. Oh yeah, yeah. After today's flying, I, I was like, uh, yeah. It, What's in my brain is not my flying style stuff, and it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel to carry in what we're doing. I mean, we talked a little bit about it anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that uh, I think if we get this on video, like we plan on getting this on video, uh, I'll just say it: uh, RCHO, uh, get ready because you're going to have a lot to try to do to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, we run our mouth some, and normally we don't do anything we say. But I kind of have a head of steam and some stepping in the right directions, and we'll see what we pull off. Yeah, you start planning shenanigans three months before the event. Uh, it better it better come off or yeah we'll just be looking i i think if we can get this pulled off and especially get it on video 
uh, I think some people heads are going to explode. Yeah. The problem is there's a lot of pressure. Like I have to be able to, to fly and it be boring in my brain. Like today, me flying, I was flying the TB 40 and I was like, we're not crashing this. That's the mindset, but I'd be able to pull off all I want to do. So I've, I've got to get better. Yeah, yeah, but you are, you, we all are by all means our own worst critic. Uh, no, me and Carrie, uh, I, I think I can speak freely for, for Carrie on this. We're generally at all at what you can do anyway. So, you know, the, the, you're, you're struggling trying to impress your own self. And, uh, I think if you took a step back to look at what you have accomplished. Yeah. uh, I understand that you would go. Wow. Yeah. That that's my thoughts. Nah, it's going to be interesting year. Um, hopefully me and you can at least make some progress on some of the ideas we've came up with. I don't even know how to say came up, dreamt up, <laughs> Drip, dreamt up. Yeah. yeah, that's probably that's probably a better that's probably like a that. better saying on it. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is came up with in that time you're laying in bed and you can't sleep is when a lot of this stuff is dreamt. Oh, yeah. And we just whiteboard, throw stuff back and forth, and the next day we're like, what the hell were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And and if you don't think the whiteboard ideal is is true and accurate, I can share some pictures, okay? Uh, You might not be able to read them, but I got pictures. Yeah. Spastic. Disaster. I love it though, man. Coming for you and the mystery of my mind. What makes this that's what makes this life so interesting. You just never know what's gonna happen. Never. Especially with the hobby. Oh yeah. Like I'm like every day I wake up, I just can't wait to get online to see the Mikado mystery of the day. Yeah. Rock number four or five. I lost count. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, but you, you honestly, you you think you know what path everything's going, and you think that you're just you you think that you're connected enough that you have a good roadmap of what things are going, and you wake up and you jump on you know butt book and you go, what the hell are these people? What happened? What did I miss? Because it done made a one eighty and went in a different direction. So yeah, it just blows my mind. It starts about seven a.m. normally. I've kind of noticed. Yeah. Uh, well, we want to jump off into the main subject. You want to go over main subject, Speedly? Yeah, hold on. All right. Main topic. We actually have a main topic we're going to go over. <clears throat> so... Let's set the precedence. Uh, it's a thousand dollars. It is a new person, correct? Correct. Are we saying new person flies airplanes? No. Okay. And they they and we when we talked about this, uh, we've uh, we made the precedent that they already had 
some sim time or this is not about starting off on a sim, but you've already got sim time and you kind of have a little basic understanding of some stuff. Yeah. Okay. I was on the realm of like the sims going to be on the budget. Oh, well then we can do that too. Yeah. So they're going to need a sim. So we'll start with that. Like we're all in agreements. They're going to need a simulator. Okay. We a hundred percent. We a hundred percent agree. Uh, okay. I'm going to go over mine first and then we all can go over each other's. And then we'll come to a consensus. Okay. If that's possible at all. Jeez. I'm actually going to be happy if somebody agrees with me in my life. I'm just happy if they understand me. All right. Mine, let me open. I went to a distributor. I won't mention names because. I don't want anybody to say X, Y, or Z of me. Cart. C, 15 more in cart. That'll be a little clue of what website I'm on. All right. I have for simulator, um, real flight, Evolution. 100%. Sorry, I'll let you go over yours. I won't interrupt you. Sorry. Yeah, we'll just go through them quick. The model is Goose Guy S2. The radio I picked, I don't know the difference, but I selected the DX8E. It's $329. The Goose Guy is $350. And then the sim is another hundred, so we're at seven eight hundred. Um, charger was a little difficult for me to pick. Um, I ended up with a toolkit RC ACDC hundred watts, seventy five dollars, and then all the rest of it was spare parts. Um, I loaded the spare parts all the way up to $900 and $950 total. And that was, I got to take some spare parts off because I forgot about them. Um, so that's where I'm at. So Toolkit RC M7. And DX8E Goose Guy. Real flight evolution and parts. That's mine. Okay. Carrie, you wanna go or you want me to? All right. Well, I did a goose guy S2. And then I actually picked the DX6E. Cause I mean, really any helicopter, you really only need six channels. Unless you're getting into the more advanced with telemetry and everything. And then you're going to need a spectrum receiver for Goose Guy. So that's going to add 31 bucks. And then I went with the ISDT Q6 Nano Charger. 
So I'm at six sixty nine. And I okay. do agree with the real flight sim. Okay. But the the distributor I went to doesn't offer real flight. So the the oh the yeah. You're gonna have to buy that from X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Uh, that's all I had on my list. Just okay. to get started. Mike's turn. Well, I wasn't thinking I hadn't added in a sim because I didn't think we were going to, but the real flight evolution, there you go, 100 bucks, especially if you've got your radio. I went S2. Uh, I chose a different radio and I'm just, yeah, I'm not a spectrum guy, but for the ease of programming and there's more spectrum users out there for some reason than about anything else. I actually went with the NX8 that lets you grow out of the goose guy into something else without having to instantly run out and buy a different radio to give you a few more options. So the radio and the heli is 750 bucks. I went with the, the ISDT Q6 Nano, uh, but there's you got to have more than just that to run it. So I have a couple other goodies on there. So I went with the Q6 Nano and the Meanwell 150-watt power supply and then the balance board where you could charge more of them together. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, 50 60 75 dollars for the power supply the charger and the and uh, the parallel board mm-hmm. and i threw on four extra batteries and that left about 80 90 dollars for parts which is a bunch of parts for an s2 but that Correct. was before that was before throwing on the the sim the sim's a hundred dollar bill you can get cheaper sims but I just think that one works incredibly well, especially if you don't have some massive, fast, graphic-capable computer. Okay. I mean that's that's where I'm that's where I'm at. I mean I still can't believe I I still can't believe I went with a Spectrum damn radio, but yeah. <laughs> okay, Terry Music made us a list for his stuff, so he went a different route. Um. I wish he could have been here to talk over everything when we're done. So he went with 230S Smart Bind to Fly Basic, 250 bucks, 3S30C battery, uh, $27 a piece, four of them. He went with a IC3. Oh, that's just the adapter board. Or seven dollars. I think that's just the single adapter. I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went with the S120 USB smart charger, and I'll Google that here in a second when we talk over everything. Uh, it's nineteen dollars. NX8. He went with four hundred dollars. Real flight simulator, and then some spare parts is what he picked. So that's. Our list. Um, let's let's hash it out. From we'll start at machine, radio, and charger, and then the rest of it. Okay, so 
I think the only one that's different is Terry. Yeah. I think the three of us agree that the S2, especially since it is so incredibly tunable from, you know, very mushy and mild to a wow, that it gives you something not only learn how to fly on, that the crash part's incredibly cheap. It flies fantastic. And uh, it will let you go from learning how to hover to very advanced maneuvers without breaking the bank. And I think yeah. that I, I think that that's the the big key when you know, like when me and you were yeah, talking parts, about this, parts, yeah. price, and availability. Yeah, you know, when me and you were talking about this, the guy that's driving the Bentley, you know, no, he didn't start driving the Bentley because he was stupid. And you know, you run out and you start off with a seven hundred helicopter. You know, next thing you got four, five, six thousand dollars worth of crap. And after about the sixth or seventh time, you do a seven eight hundred dollar crash rebuilding it. You go, uh, this, this ain't no fun. This is this is a lot of wasted time and money. Where, sorry, you know, Charles, <laughs> Charles uh, crashed a seven hundred this week. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I, I know, haven't chit chatted about it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that we are collectively on the same page on on the model. I have a question for you, Carrie. Does right. the two two thirty S Smart Bind and Fly come with a fly barless? integrated all it's, integrated. okay yeah okay that's that's where i was like man if we could get something in the subcategory where you could take the fly barless off and put it on a big machine that would be like a game changer where you could get into a s2 and then when you're done with it you could pull the fly barless and put it on an rs4 or a crack in you could put it on yeah, 700 probably go up to the 330 or something like that yeah, then, yeah but that, that's what i didn't know yeah i know that i bought one because a buddy of ours or a buddy of mine has one and it's like yeah i'll get one of these and i got it and and uh i played with it very very little and i think i actually gave the thing away to somebody to get started uh they have never they, flown one they uh in in normal form of flight and forward flight and stuff like that it's it's not it's it's not bad it it flies it flies well for what it is. Uh, I'm not going to take there. I know there's a bunch of people who's learned on them. Uh, it flew very, very sloppily to me, if that's the right word. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's a beginner. It's to teach them to hover. Uh, we I forget I'm, how hard it was to learn to just hover yeah. the damn machine. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I know. But when I say that, I mean, it's, it's very thin, floppy blades, uh, plastic, floppy head, plasty floppy links. I mean, uh, I get as, as far as just hovering, it actually does not hover very well for the simple fact that okay. it, it has a lot of, it has a lot of deflection that can happen. So it tends to want to bounce around a little, in my opinion, in a hover, which makes it harder to hover. All right. S2 it is. Radio. Um, I just wanted something cheap. I kind of was okay with the six channel because all of the fly barlesses that I use, the brain, the spirit, they will work with the six channel system. Um, you just don't have the rescue and some of those options, but a six channel radio, but the eight's not that much more. Um, I went with the cheaper version where Carrie Snyder and Terry music went with the NX eight, which is like $70 more. Yeah. I went with that. He went with the carry one with the six. Yeah, I'm. Oh, uh, 
I'm kind of with the NX8. Like you should be set for five years on that radio. You can learn it. People can show you. You know, anybody at the field should be able to help you program that radio or be able to adjust stuff. Yeah, my my reason behind that is when I was sitting there, I was looking uh, the difference and going. And this is if you're buying all new, by the way, guys. This is this is not repurposing. This isn't buying used. This is all new stuff. There was a fifty dollar price difference on the on the two websites I was on between the DX8 and the NX8. I went with the NX8 just because I know that it has updated firmware that has the newest technology. That's the newest technology. It's already set up to have telemetry uh, come into it without having to buy telemetry modules or telemetry transmitter or receivers or this or that. Uh, and I would, I would love to have it in X8. Just saying, yeah. I would love to own one. Yeah. I've given them away at events, but I've I've never owned one. I, I would love to own one. Yeah. When me and Spiegel were talking about this, just to kind of throw this on my perspective, you know, the first thing that we talked about we said this as I said, uh, spend the most money you possibly can comfortably afford on the radio up front. And that way you're not outgrowing the radio. And most people will never outgrow a radio. Most people will never outgrow a seven channel radio. But, uh, you know, if you have something that will take you from learning how to hover to, to flying the high dollar 700 machines without having that extra expense incurred, then I, I think that spending a little more money on the radio is yeah. is probably the right place. Yeah. I, I think going with the Spectrum helps also because they can easily dabble into a bind and fly mm-hmm. airplane or something. So they're not just heli based. Like they kind of have that option to dabble more into the hobby. Like let's say the heli thing is like, they're like, eh, well, they don't have to get out of the hobby and buy, you know, they, they just buy a and bind and fly airplane for 250 bucks and they can go have fun. Right. Yes. It, I mean, it I, allows that. Yeah. Recommending a, a spectrum radio. If you guys know me at all, you know that that's very, very difficult. But financially, yeah. to get in a hobby and this and that and whatever else, uh, I think it's hard radio to beat. All right. And easy Carrie, to program. Easy to program. All right, Carrie, it's your turn on why you chose that radio. Uh, mostly because it's the cheapest. Okay. No, that's fine. At the same time, like I said, a six channel is all you need to fly a helicopter. So it could go into your more advanced helicopters. Correct. That is a factual statement. I mean, you don't you don't have to have telemetry to fly a helicopter. You don't. All you need is control and tail gain control. Yeah. And you don't even need tailgate control on brain. You mm-hmm. set it in software. Like, yeah, you can still have rescue with the six channel, but your gain's going to be hard set in your phone app or your Bluetooth stuff. I get it. So, I mean, I, I was just trying to save as much money as I could right yeah. there, just going with a smaller transmitter. We, we may and have then, to get there. <laughs> At the end of the day, that leaves you more leftover funds for spare parts or more batteries. Or all right, so chargers. I went with the toolkit RC. 
And I went with it's an ACDC charger um, because of the fact they're not going to be hanging out with power, like power supplies and stuff. Um, so if you get a DC charger, they will have to buy a power supply and they got to solder it up. They have to learn how to hook it up. It's a little bit. I wanted it all in one. And that toolkit one, um, I don't know what the, the DC wattage is. The AC is only 100, but it says it'll go up like 20 amps. So it's probably like a 400 watt DC side. I don't know the factual information. I apologize. But that's why I went with that charger. And it, I was wanting something cheaper, um, but I really couldn't find anything AC that had a brand name that wasn't cheaper. There was some off-brand stuff there. But that that was why I went with that charter. How about y'all? I went with the I I went the the Q6 because it's like stupid simple and it's cheap. And I know that you had to have the power supply for it. But again, this is where I get myself in trouble. Uh, I try to think a little further down the road, so to speak. And okay. I mean, you and Carrie both have the Q6 Nano. Uh, you yeah. both got them in the uh-huh. same case. No, yeah, I thought you meant. I thought you meant on the list. <laughs> no, uh, you both have the exact same power supplies. In I, I know because I built them. But uh, you know, I also know that with that little 150 watt cheap power supply, and even if you don't want to solder, you you don't have to solder anything. There's there's you know you don't have to. Yeah, you could buy plugs that are have the wires on them and yeah, you and can figure like, that out right like even the little adapter board that uh that i put in there comes with a, a lead that you can just plug into a charge thing yeah. you know it, that that becomes too simple and as you grow and you go the micro's fun uh, i want to do a 380 or i want to do a 500 or whatever else the it still gives you the ability to charge larger 6s battery packs at a at a fire of a faster hotter rate that's yeah. that's the only reason I, I actually started to go with something like the like the the air 8 or something cuz it but it was like 20 something dollars more but then yeah. it's even more than that because you don't want to you don't want to try to run that off a 150 watt power supply and yeah. i was thinking small lightweight easy to program easy to use and with that little board that's like in the case that you have now uh four batteries six batteries charge them all at the same time be done with it yeah I, I was trying to find that board i couldn't find it i was like screw it these guys will find it okay carrie uh, what was next on our list well no charger wrong chargers oh oh uh I went I went with the Q6 Nano too. Uh probably like a lot of us that started in the hobby, we all lifted the hood on our vehicle and I didn't I didn't think about that in. when you first said it. I just thought of that before you said it and I was like, damn it. Smarter than it, I thought. Yeah. So I'm sure they got an alligator clip to that yellow connector that it needs that for the uh, buy or something. Yeah, that's a good idea because that's that's what I went. That's what I did when I went to California and I had a rental car. I just took like 
I had a little bitty charger like that and I just let the car run and I just hooked up yeah. to it and mm-hmm. it worked. And a lot of us did that in the beginning and I forgot about that. So Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm on board with that way, Mike. Yeah. The board and the nano and then an adapter to hook it up to a your car battery. I sent you I sent you that board, by the way. It's in the group in the group message. Oh, okay. Uh so next thing is real flight. We're all on board with that. All yes. four of us. Yes. Uh has to happen. So spare parts, that's obvious. You know, we're gonna load up on some spare parts for him. I was trying to get him through three plus crashes is kind of what I was trying to get him through with money wise. Um, I don't think I can do that. So anybody know what we forgot? (laughs) Uh, I had three extra batteries in there, but I'm yeah. Extra batteries is a given. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't uh, other than, other than the, you know, Trying to tell somebody exactly what spare parts they should buy. And you all, we all know yeah. that if we think that we have everything we need for a crash, well, we're not. We're going to miss something. So I give you crash goose guy and parts. I say fix. Mm-hmm. You need tools you, to work on it. Yes. We didn't talk about any tools. Mm-mm. So there's, there's a lot of toolkits in that, like, and that's personal. Like if you talk to them and they, they already have some of that stuff, that's good. We're kind of assuming that like they don't have those. I mean, who has a 1.5 millimeter like at their house besides like somebody shitty. in the hobby? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of need to 20, $25 to get you at least like a decent align set or I don't, I haven't researched. There's a ton of different sets, but yeah. So Scorpion has a really nice set. Um, yeah, but the Scorpion set, if you buy that set, it's 180 bucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can, you can spend us. I mean, we've talked about tools Oh yeah, and y'all guys know I'm a tool whore. Uh, you can spend a lot of money real, real, real quick, but I mean, you're exactly right because to do this, if you went with the S2, you almost have to have the ball, the little S2 ball link pliers. That's just almost given. You got to have them. Yeah, yeah. If you can get them, I always yeah. just pry them off. But that's not a good thing. Not, not no. a good practice. No, no. The the MIP three tool set is forty five dollars, or you can buy decent spring steel. Don't buy the cheapest Allen's. You can buy. You will hate yourself and it'll cost you more money. If you're gonna buy. <laughs> make sure you get something that's that's made out of spring steel. Yeah, it's going to cost you a minimum of $25, $30 to get a three or four piece set that's decent. That's just what yeah. it's going to cost. And that's not great. That's not good. That's decent. Yeah. I would say try to budget in $50 for, for a toolkit. Yeah. At a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. But there's um, nothing worse. You have, all the, you have all the parts to fix it and you get there and you go, oh, those dumbasses didn't tell me I needed tools to do this. Yeah. And then you don't realize, yeah. well, um, I was going somewhere and I, it, 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 it ran to a rabbit. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one thing that I forgot was like, Oh, 
tools. Like, I think that covers it. That that kind of keeps you around that thousand dollars. What would you do if, like, let's you know, let's say you know, they're like, okay, I want to get into this, and I have you know a significant amount of money, and it's it's not bottomless pit type of deal, but like, you know, I don't mind spending. To two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. Are we in the agreements? We would still have them buy a S two. Yes. Yes. And then I was kind of thinking like at least a three eighty. Maybe I'm kind of leaning towards more of a five fifty. But. <sighs> You know, I, I don't I'm, know if there's like a budget friendly 550. And then, you know, there, there's a couple of them out there. You know, uh, I don't have like a lot of personal experience with them, but you know, this is a Terry music thing. But I mean, how many guys got the XL Power 520 and just love it? Yeah, you can't yeah. get any more though. No, that was, I mean, that was the I mean, entry even level. The Nimbus ain't is basically. Yeah. The same, yeah, and the Nimbus and is what five fifty five fifty yeah. for a new kit. Mm-hmm. And but that's what gonna... the that's what the old five twenty full combo was, right? Like they had servos, motor, ESC. I think it was everything but the fly bar list for like. I want to say it was like six hundred, maybe mid sixes. Uh, you guys, I mean, you know the the Align products. I, I'm not sitting here to try to say anything bad. But everyone, okay. the, I, I'm, I'm not, but <laughs> you, you keep know, trying, <laughs> you know, every one of the 550s, the Align, the TRX 550s I've flown have actually flown very, very well. I have some fundamental issues with the fact that if you were going to buy their super combo, you get a uh, very subpar certain aspects of things. Servos. You, servos. I don't, I don't like their, I don't like their fly barless. I mean, this yeah, they used to let you sub out the fly barless. I don't know. I don't think I don't since they're just getting back into the game, maybe they'll start letting that because you used to be able to pick it like, no, I don't want the fly barless, and you would save like 80 bucks or something. Right. It wasn't much, but you weren't gonna use it anyway, so at least you could save a little bit of money. Right. I mean, how many how many brand new uh, beast X's are sitting in a box in a closet somewhere because somebody ordered a super combo and they never put the thing on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would feel them out and see where they're at. Like, you know, money wise, like you're going to have to feel them out at this point to figure out if they're 2,500 or 3,500, you know, they're, yeah. are you cool with 2,500? You gonna tell the wife 25, but you going to send 35, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they're still in that low mid range, The TB40 is great, like because it's not it, because obviously me and 700s don't get along because I'm 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 scared. But uh, the 380 gets you into a regular fly barless, regular ESC, pitch gauge, all that stuff, and it's not like oh my god, I have to step back when it spools up, right. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So it, I think it really, when we start getting into more money available for the person, 
it complicates stuff dramatically where well, we can't you, really come up with an agreement. I think the complicated part, and this is my view on it. I think the complicated part is when you, when you step out of the, the micro in the, in the micro world, I just don't think that there's anything out there that's on the, on the S2 level. I, I that's my personal opinion. I mean, but, the M2 is good. And with the M1, M2, Mm-hmm. are good too the s1 is a really good option depending on their yard um and h- how much they want to think they want to try into the hobby you know yard do they have a field are but they this, just going to fly at home all of that this, kind of, you know we didn't even think about ama no no and no. club dues but see th- this is this is yeah. where my thought process comes in to play on some stuff is a lot of times especially like with the little bitty helicopters, like the S1s or whatever else, people start looking at them more like toys. Yeah, I would and, agree. And I, re- I know that to us, they are toys. But if you're trying to learn and you're looking at it like a toy, uh, oh, it's a very fragile toy. Yeah, it gets expensive. <laughs> and, it, and it gets expensive. You know, having that little extra, uh, I kind of want to learn this and not destroy it mentality because, you know, I, you know, uh, an S1 is what, 200 bucks. Uh, S2 is 350. And, you know, and some people, that's not a significant amount of money difference. But, you know, oh, yeah, I'll go out here and destroy this. Worst thing is going to cost me $200. Well, that might be easy to sell to your wife one time. But, you know, well, the worst thing that's going to cost <laughs> me is $500. You know, well, now we're talking something different. You know, yeah. and I don't think the crash cost price, I haven't rebuilt an S1. Carrie can attest to this. I don't think the crash cost price is significantly less. I almost bet it's exactly the same for the S1 as it is the S2. It's a little less. But when I say a little less, like less than $5 less. Insignificant. Yes. Yeah. That's that's why I shied off from it in the beginning because, well, for one, it's too big to fly in my backyard still. And when I go to my seeker spot, that's big enough for a 380. So why, why, and my have S2s, it just didn't fit for my lifestyle. You know, and it might here, for a new person. You know, sitting here talking about this, this is, you know, it's like anything else. You think, you know, for, you know, when, when we all kind of started talking about this, we think for a thousand dollars that you could get in it and go have fun. And, and I'm not saying that you can't, but then we forget about, and this is what this hobby does to you. And we all forget about it. We forget about all the ancillary stuff because what AMA to go fly to sanctioned field AMA is what? $85 a year now. Yes. And I mean, now there's still clubs right here where, where me and you fly at this $30 a year right. and there's clubs that are $160 a year and different, and, and, and different parts of the country. You know, it may be $300 a year membership plus a, an initiation fee to join the club. You know, I think that's really where, like, knowing the person and get to talk to them, mm-hmm. figure out what kind of yard they have, what kind of house they have. Because if they're a new person, they want to get a hobby, they're going to want to fly like eight times a day. Yep. Six times yeah. a piece. Like, they're going to be wanting to go back to back. And if they have a larger yard, then the S2 wouldn't be a right fit. Then it would be a S1 because mm-hmm. then they could fly at home and they could get the membership and stuff later on. 
they wouldn't have as much help. But I think depending on the size of their yard that they have at their house would depend if I chose an S1 or S2. If 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 they have an like apartment building, S2, and you're just going to have to eat the fees or that right. type of stuff. Let me, let me ask this question of you guys, because I don't know if I can answer it. But when we chose to get in this hobby, if somebody asks you, you know, everybody always wants to know, well, why did you get in? But no, let's take this one little step further. If when you chose to get in this hobby, if somebody walked up to you and said, Richard, I want you to tell me what you hope to accomplish. What what are you looking to accomplish with this hobby? You know, what what do you want out of this hobby? And you're brand new. What would you have said? What would have been your answer? Dude, I have a well, I have a whole show. And, and, and maybe we should do that. Like, um, uh, to answer the question, I just wanted to have it. I mean, I was 13 years old, RC modeler. It was like a Ferrari to a 72-year-old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when we, I got the first box. Just having the box was like this emotion throughout my body, like the adrenaline. Uh, it was just having it was enough for me. So I have a, I, the idea was maybe we can go back on each person and start it step one and work work our way through their whole life to where they are now oh yeah no, i mean person that, by person that that would be cool it'd be very difficult i think too but yeah we'll have to be fast in some portion but really get some of the beginning and some of the middle but i, yeah. I could talk forever on this hobby mm-hmm. and my life like i should have a tattoo on my shoulder that says i love rc or something at this point oh. Yeah, I, mean, I should have multiple like, RC tattoos all over my body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I got into the when I got into the besides the Casey one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I got into the heli side of the hobby, yeah, I got asked, well, why do you want to do this? Because it's cool. Helicopters are amazing, and you know they're 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 difficult and they're complex and they fascinate me. And it's cool. Did I tell you it's really really cool? You know that <laughs> that's how you go, and and it, you're exactly right. You know, it's the poor, it's it's the the poor broke kid that's that's bailing wired his tenth generation hand me down pickup truck together to try to drive back and forth to work. Looking at the freaking lifted F two fifty dually or not dually, they don't make F two fifty dually, but F two fifty diesel and this and that. It's a dream. One day, you know. You sure they'll make an F two fifty dually? They do not, no. Uh like an old school, like a ninety two or something. No. No, they're okay. all they're all one tons, not three quarters. But anyway, I mean, it's you know the 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 why question was was easiest thing in the world. It's cool. They're complex. They're this. They're that. They're something you got to learn. They're 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 a passion. You, you know that that part. But if somebody would have asked me when I got into helicopters, you know, what are you hoping to accomplish? What do you want to gain from getting into this? Honest to God, I couldn't have given them an honest answer because I wouldn't have known. Because what do you even think that you're going to gain? What do you think you're going to learn? What do you think you're going to accomplish? I mean, you know, 
I had never seen Curtis Young Blood fly when I got a helicopter. I met him not long and got to know him not long after. But I wasn't like, I'm going to go be Curtis Youngblood. You know, today with the YouTube and this and that, any kid that gets on there can see, you know, know, Kenny Coe just tearing it up and go, I want to do that. That's what I want to do, Dad. I hope you make good money. I hope you have a great job because this is what I want to do. And hopefully they got a parent that feeds their passion. But the other one, I got into this. You didn't have YouTube. You didn't see all these crazy videos. You, you, I didn't get into it thinking I, I wanted to go off and be, you know, the next world champion. That's obviously never going to happen unless it's like maybe a hover championship and I ain't even that good at hovering. But you know, I couldn't answer that question. So, you know, when you talk to somebody new and, and you're trying to find out certain things and you ask the grown up question, what do you hope to gain from this or what do you hope to accomplish from this? I don't think anybody could give you a, I don't think anybody new to the hobby could give you a, uh, an answer. Yeah. It's just difficult like that. I think it's cool. I, I think we did a really good job covering, covering what we wanted. And we, you know, we had some hurdles that, you know, budget wise that that person's going to have to make those decisions. And mm-hmm. I think the I think the more yeah. that we can get them in the air cheaper and parts in their hands is the key to keeping them in the air and fly. Oh yeah, most definitely. Whatever yeah. we have to do to accomplish getting in the air and staying in the air. Oh yeah, because I mean we all have that first heli story. I mean, I had an old Concept 30, an old, that was my very first helicopter years and years and years ago before I even moved to Texas. And it was cool for about 10 seconds. And then, you know, the next two months, we're trying to figure out what parts I needed and waiting on parts because, well, you didn't order that shit from the internet. Uh, you ordered it out of a magazine and you waited, you know, that's, that's how it was. I would agree. Uh, moving on. Uh, anybody else have anything you want to throw on that? Terry? Terry? Oh, no, it's <laughs> just crickets. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. And I think He's we did a here. pretty good job of it. I think we did a, I think we did a damn good job. Yeah. And if, and if you like an M2 better, I think, and you know, you had more availability in parts or somebody at your field had an M2, an M2 would be perfect. Huh. There is for a new person, you are not going to be able to tell the difference. Kind of. I think off of center stick in a hover, the S2 beats the M2. And for a new person, learning that center of the stick in the hover is difficult for the collective. Yeah. And let me ask you guys this question, and I'm not trying to go off topic or down a rabbit hole. But to me, one of the downsides to something like the S2 and the M2, and it might be, uh, like I said, it could start the rabbit hole, but one of the things that almost scared me about recommending that is it has safe mode or auto level or this or that. And I'm a firm believer if you want to learn how to fly a helicopter, you learn how to fly a helicopter, and that is detrimental to your progress. That, that's my opinion. Yeah, we've we've seen Ethan 
time and time again, go back to that crutch because it's there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would, I, w- I would agree. They both have it on the S2 and the M2. So, but it's try to stay away from that. Maybe for the first, like, say 20 hovers, I'm going to use it. And then after 20 hovers, turn it off. That's, that's a, there's no right or wrong way on that. That's a democratic Republican fight that nobody wins. No, you, I mean, you can't win it. It's, it's a hundred percent opinion, but yeah, I mean, it's just, if, if that's what you learn how to fly, as I do the air quotes, if that's what you learn how to fly, then you've decided that you can fly around and do circuits and you can do this and you can do that. And you've never taken it off of that. So you decide that now's the time to go buy the 380 or the 550 or the 500 or even, you know, just hang your, hang your dick out and go buy you a 700. And the first time you just push the nose forward to go forward and it just flips itself into the ground, you go, oh shit, what happened? Yeah. You know, and because you don't realize that that's how you've been flying, you think that's how they all fly. And yeah, it's not. This is correct. And the auto level on those kind of sucks also. So personally for me, they always have a drift. Oh yeah. It's a helicopter. It's going to drift. So sim topic. I've been working on a bunch of like left stuff, like, and I'm, I'm a right dominant person. So sometimes we overthink stuff and we don't realize that like, To learn to run, you have to walk. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I realized that, like, it's also a finger setup, like not a setup, but like, if you want to do lefts, like, take the radio with no sim on. If you're sitting at the desk at work or home or whatever, stick the radio on the couch and sit there and do left pyro flips. Like, you have to move the rudder that way. To learn to teach the finger that you can go that way now. Before, finger only goes one direction. And you try to move it, and you're like, oh, I can just move my finger. But you have to get it so that finger memorizes its travel. Like, it knows it can move it. And your wrist, like, try to fly without moving your wrist at all. You know? You'd be amazed how much we use our wrist and our shoulders when you're flying in just the same thing, that finger's not used to going that way. We need to train the finger to go both ways. Yep. And, and not like, know, not like a six pack way, not that way. Yeah. And, and it's weird. Cause you get in habits. Cause you know, I'm a left guy and you know, if I'm flying just normal right side up forward flight, I almost always do nothing but make, left turns i can't explain it i can fly the i can fly the other direction but yeah you know that's just that's what i do and and it's and it's and i think you're you hit a nail on the head i didn't think about i think a lot of it's the way i hold my radio the way i hold my sticks that Mm -hmm. the left is just the natural motion of my of my wrist and my hand as it goes that's the muscle memory that i've developed over the years and it's a big it's a big thing because I, I wonder, we'd have to take a poll. Maybe we can make a good poll on this. Ask people how they hold the radio and then 
Also ask them if they're left and rights. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a way we could pull that. Cause I wonder, cause I've always been a tray guy or like a transmitter strap, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you hold the radio down, like uh, Bobby wow. Barr used to do, like you're pointing it at the ground, like you're pissing. Mm-hmm. Moving the sticks to the middle is difficult then. Yep. But I you wonder watch if there's these, any correlation in those two. You, you watch a lot of these pro guys, they don't run straps and their antennas are almost always pointed at the ground. They're almost pointed yeah. down. And I'm sitting here trying to hold the radio like that in my hand. I don't have a radio, but I'm just trying to get my wrist in that position. And I'm like, uh, that's uncomfortable. And, and I'm, an, I'm a strap guy. I walk out and forget my neck strap. I will turn, even if I, I will turn around and walk back and get it. I just, or somebody standing there, hey, let me borrow your strap. And I don't know. I can fly them both ways. Um, I can fly it without, but if I fly without it, I point it down. Like not straight down like Bobby Barr used to do, but like at a good 45. And it's different. Um, Sometimes we got to look at the mechanics is what I was saying. We're like, well, I can't do rights or I can't get used to doing rights. Well, you need to repeat that motion with your finger, put it on the couch and do it until you're bored to death of moving your finger that direction and then start transferring it. Just like moving a sim to real life. You know, you have to take that step and start Mm -hmm. working that step in Uh, on that topic. The flying the TB40 today, uh, I didn't want to really practice anything, but I can tell you, I had to force myself to not try to do stuff. And I was, I was falling into like, no, 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 don't do that. We're not like, we're not doing skids and TikTok, Richard. Don't stop there. Go through the maneuver and get back to your normal. We're not. So it's starting to transfer some for me, but I didn't have the RS4 that I have parts for. So I didn't want to crash because it's brand new. And I was like, so I felt the sim wanting to come alive in real life. I so think it was that, a good feeling. I think for the sim to truly come to life in real life, you almost got to treat sim like real life too. I and mean, that's that's where the RS4 is so dominant with the plastic plastic blades. The parts are cheap. Your mileage may vary on the frames, but the side frames are seventeen bucks a side for the Venom. Yeah, that's but really I, not that bad, but, especially if you fly no canopy. <laughs> canopy sucks, but. You know, sorry, Frank Lee, but $50 for a campy, that's a little harsh. And it's paper. It just explodes. Yeah. But, uh, the you know, that, that that's kind of the, the mindset is you are a little too open. Uh, I'm a little too closed off, and I think Carrie is too. Uh, on the sim, it doesn't hurt to crash. We laugh and hit the button. And, See, and that's a that's a problem, though. That also becomes a problem. But in, you know, in real life, you know, well, there ain't a reset button. Well, there is, but it's called MasterCard American Express, you know, or Visa. But, you know, there has to be some kind of happy medium that you have got where you can do this 
on the sim and you got to transfer it to real life. But there's very few people that can afford Take the leap. Uh, there's very, it's not just taking a leap. There's very few people who can go out and, and drive three yeah. or four helis in in a day and come back next Saturday and do it again. Cause they, you know, the, yeah. financially it's just, you, yeah, you that's where the goose guys shine. Oh, it, it yeah. does they allow you to do it, that. It's still expensive though. Like, yeah, the RS4 I mean, can get expensive crashing into the concrete. Oh yeah. But then, you know, it, it, it also depends on what you enjoy. If you enjoy the tinkering aspect of stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, $200 worth of S2 parts and you can go pile drive it in. I mean, we've it gets old. <laughs> we we've watched somebody accomplish this more more than once. And you know, oh. but at, at the same time you get tired of working on shit. Yes, I do get tired of at events. I love showing it off and showing that it can crash. You get tired of working on this stuff sometimes. It's like, yeah. I mean, I've watched you, and I personally can sit down with S two and in thirty minutes rebuild one. Mm-hmm. And you can probably do it in less time than that. And you have lots more practice than me. Then again, if you're yeah. doing that, if you're if if you got six batteries, and you're having to rebuild it three times to get through six batteries, we probably should be talking about something. Yeah. Uh, I actually seen online, like I was talking to Alex and he was just, he wasn't throwing down, but he was doing a lot of stuff where I was like, wow, dude, you're really good. Like, and then after talking to him on the sim, I kind of started noticing a couple of tendencies and I asked him to do a couple of things and yeah, he couldn't do them at all. But when I was talking to him, he said he really doesn't do any of that in, in real life. Like he's, it's, it costs money. So he's higher. He doesn't. So there's a lot of people. There are a lot of people that will sim to a certain level and they don't care about transferring it. No. Like they're not going to transfer it to the real life because you know, it comes back to like, do you have the time to work on it? Do you have the pocketbook falls into it? And that's what, that's that whole, that makes us all different. And it goes back to kind of the question earlier, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? What do you hope to gain from this? And, and if the answer is, I want to go to the field, I want to fly my helicopter. I want to learn a few things. I, I want to continue to improve. But at the same time, I don't want to consider it just a complete foolish waste of seeing how much money I can throw away every weekend. Yeah. And, and you're happy flying. You know, we've all said this, you know, time and time and time again. I don't care if you're the goat or it's your first time. The most important part is you're flying. And we shouldn't judge anybody who's out there just hovering or flying the circuit if that's what makes them happy. To transition that, maybe it's somebody that likes scale, like Michael Rosnick. Rosnick, yeah. Where he's not, he don't care about that three. He's like, dude, I just want a cool looking one that I can fly around. I don't care about doing three D. That depends on the person. A hundred percent. That's watching. And Michael Rosnick's a very good. He's a very good pilot. And he's a full-scale pilot and this and that. His passion, if you talk to him any at all, if you've had the opportunity to, his his passion is helicopters, not radio control. That's a passion too. But his passion is, is helicopters to the point that 
he set his life up. That's what he does for money. I mean, he that's that's yeah. the industry he's in. That's his passion. Yeah. That's his love. That's that's it. Yeah. So depending on the person, it does matter. Mm-hmm. On him, he actually sent me a message today and asked me to mention their up their event up in Dallas. Uh, Golden Triangle Go- is that it? Yeah, it's Golden Triangle, and it's on May twentieth at Grand Prairie, Texas. Um, I'm going to get him on here to talk about it. We have a little four or five minute segment with them and but it's gonna be a laid back it's nothing major it's a small raffle so if you're in the dallas area i don't care if you're if you're off that weekend go up there um mm-hmm. our events the next weekend but like if you can't make ours make theirs oh, it yeah. doesn't bother me like if you're in that area dallas is going to start to boom oh yeah i don't you i don't better, know how it's not blown up already to be honest you with better get on the train because the Dallas area is going to start to boom in the RC helicopter community. Uh, so go to this event and meet some of these people. Like they're really nice laid back. I've heard a lot of people, not a lot of people. I've, I've talked to people that mentioned some of the pros and this and that they're approachable. Just we'll talk on a subject later on about this, but like they're approachable. Go talk oh, yeah. to them. You know, they're just yeah. like you. Don't be scared. You know, the Dallas Fort Worth guys, you know, you don't realize, I mean, it, it's a pretty small, tight knit deal. And, and you, we don't even realize how many people that we know that are in that group. And then there's that large group that doesn't travel around. But, you know, most of those guys that I've got to know and fly with, they're, they're good as gold. They, they don't, most of them don't get any better people in the hobby, you know. And I, I'll throw out a yep. bone to like Jason Hambright. Yeah. Jason is, Jason's a good pilot. But he's a great guy. He he's the guy that if he sees you're having problems or he can help you, he's going to. You know, he that's just him. You know, and you know, like you talk about Michael Rosnick. If scale ain't your thing, hey, so be it. But one of the things like he does is most of all his scales are like five hundred class scales. You don't see a lot of five hundred class scales, and they're not half ass scales. They're badass. Yeah, it's just yeah. scales. Yeah, I don't. I don't know all those people. Mike overly talkative. Mike's looking. I'm the shy guy in the corner, even though like at times I come off this and that. I don't go talk to everybody. You know, we flew Ben Stork into our event. I can guarantee you. I didn't say two words to him. I kind of let them do their thing. And, but you know, depending on the, so it's just, if you're kind of like that, I'm like that too. But if you want to go talk to them, just go shake their hand and talk to them. Introduce yourself. Like, yeah, you know, at least take that leap. I didn't do it with Curtis, and I wish I would have. I was that guy scared in the court, didn't want to go take. I wanted a picture with Curtis so many times. I'd still love to have a picture, but I wouldn't approach him because, and now I pay for it a little bit. So take that step, guys. Please yeah, watch the field. Yeah and approach us or approach pros or don't I, be shy. I hundred percent agree with you, but this is the one thing. And Curtis, Curtis, is a very nice man. Uh, you know, never going to say anything, but the, the problem with Curtis was not me not wanting to talk to Curtis. It was the herd of puppies that followed him everywhere that you almost couldn't get to him to even try to have a conversation. You know, I, I was fortunate enough, you know, at a, 
a couple times like at Mayday. He's at Mayday, and it was, well, it was rainy. It was this and that, and you actually get to sit there and talk to the guy, and then the problem is is then you become the annoying guy because you're asking 4 million questions that he answers 400 million times a day, and you like, you know, I'm I'm this nobody talking to somebody like Curtis, and I'm asking him noob questions when he forgot noob a long time ago, you know, you know, but you know, you throw like Ben Stork in there, dude, if you, if you meet Ben Stork and you're scared to walk up and talk to him, you need to reevaluate some stuff because he's probably one of the friendliest pro pilots I have ever had the pleasure of getting to meet. And I, I call myself fortunate enough that I consider him a friend and I don't. Oh, no, I'm not. We're barely pointless. Uh, yeah, you know, but you know, this is you know, me and a couple other people were talking about this, and and I think this goes hand in hand. Is you got to think of two of the biggest, in my known aspect, two of the the biggest uh, mentors that Ben Storks had, his dad and Doug Darby. Doug is a straight up dude, and he's gonna keep you. He's gonna keep you straight, and yeah, but not, he, he's he fits that non-approachable too. I know you see what you see. I, I'm just saying. I've always felt like I feel what some people are telling me that I feel like oh, you know, I can't go walk up into his trailer. Like those are the pros. That's that, that's the pro I, area. I have that feeling inside. Yeah, I've never had that. Not, I mean, not now because of where I am now in the hobby, but I used to feel like that. Oh yeah, I mean, the first time I saw Doug's trailer, I'm like, oh wow, and I wanted to go look at it so bad it wasn't funny. But I mean, I'd walk by and the, the glass doors were shut, and it'd be like him and Alex, and I didn't know Alex, and you know, and Ben or whoever else is in this yeah. trailer, and you're like, uh, am I supposed to? to knock and this may be over for to me but if i walk by and doug's in his trailer i just walk in and say what's up doug you know and he knows that he's welcome to do that to me now obviously there's 20 people in there i'm not just going to find it in game yeah well sorry Mm -hmm. yeah keep going find the end oh all right i mean i will but you know that's just it is you know I think it's cool that I can call Doug Darby and he'll answer the phone. Hey, Mike, what's up? And carry on conversation. That that's that's the relationship I feel like I have with Doug. Not that we're good friends, but he's one of those that if you actually spend five minutes and talk to him, and he's definitely one of those guys that if he sees the the flash a lot of the 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 passion in you, uh, he'll feed it gasoline, and, and that's <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended, Mr. Gasser. <laughs> Events stuff that we have going is fly the river. Uh, I have my vacation in. I hope to see you there. It is an airplane event that they kind of let us fly helicopters. And if you come and it's busy, we can go find another place and take the truck and we can go Fly helicopters all day. Yeah, you just got to ride on the tailgate and hold the 
Old ass Jasper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ride's way better on the tailgate. Just just trust <laughs> me. Just trust me. It's it's golden, literally. <laughs> yeah. You'll find out. Uh the Golden Triangle we talked about, May 20th, Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh the contact is www.gtrcc.org is their website. Or contact Michael Rosnick, and his last name is R-O-Z-N-I-C-K. Austin Helibash, May 30th to June 1st, Austin, Texas. And we're waiting to see Abilene. That's always the second week of September, and I don't see the Why the hell is May Day not on here? Jeez. I haven't seen any dates for May Day. That's generally the first weekend in May. It's always. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any dates on it. I will reach out to my contacts at Larksfield and see what we got going on. Yeah. yeah I, on the fly, of the river, uh, I want to change one thing that Spiegel said. I, I'm going to dispute him on one thing. <laughs> uh, yes, there's lots of airplanes. Uh, yes, there's more than one place you can go fly a helicopter if that's what you want to do and you don't want to have to worry about the flight line or whatever else. But it is an event, period. It's an event. And I think that's the, I'm telling you, you can show up and not bring anything to fly and not mm-hmm. be disappointed by showing up in Oscar, Oklahoma. It's an event, period. It, it's a family, yes, fun, friends, food, event. That's what it is. And, and if we half-ass work on what we are talking about, uh, it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's a given. <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a circus. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. No pun intended. Um, buy and sell. I haven't bought anything in the last two weeks. No, I haven't either. I need to order uh, some black tail blades for Gooski. Gooski S two. But I'm refraining from ordering parts because I've. I need to calm down on what I've been buying and need to build and fly. And if I crash, wait four days, order parts. Like I need to go through some of these parts. Like I was talking about some practice crash and transition. Some of the stuff with money. Uh, you got any yeah. fun fly topics real quick? Short. Uh, no, I got I mean- one. I got one for you. Take all the food you buy and buy good gallon Ziploc bags. Oh, yeah. The, not the kind that you got to freaking click the things together. You slide this shit. Yes. Buy some good ones. Buy all your food. Put everything in Ziplocs and put it in your cooler. Uh, when I went to Hut Fest, I, was eat- I even bought salad. Like, I had a whole salad. I had, like, a fruit salad. Then it was, like, fruit salad. It, was, it got a little crazy at night, but it works. Just trust me. Yeah, I Who got actually, the podcast stuff? That's Carrie. Or, uh, what do you got, Mike? Uh, uh, I'm looking for something because I had a list. Uh, let's see here. In our area, just because there has been some updates on RC Scrap Pile on Facebook. Of course, it's almost all aircraft event. But one of the cool things that's not that far away, uh, especially this time of year, is the tiny in san angelo those guys are good people be a lot of folks it's a huge 
indoor event. They do fly micro helicopters indoor, huge, tall ceilings, everything else. Uh, let's see. We are talked about fly the river. Then the one thing that we need to throw on here that I would very much like to, to go. If it meant skipping Abilene, I might do it. But that would probably be Superfly in Lindsay, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's definitely up on the list this year because Ice House is down on the list this year. Mm-hmm. But guys, there's a whole bunch of events. Like, like we'll probably get a link and put a link over to one because I think one of the other podcasts making a list. But like, there's Cincy, there's Ohio Heli Throwdown, there's Urcha, there's I want to go to Heli X and Triple Tree. Um, there's the one in Arizona, Southwest Heli Rodeo. I want to go to like. There's some yeah, good events out there, guys. And that's and, not and, including RCHO and the East Coast and and uh, Frank's event in, in Miami yeah, we didn't talk about. That's coming yeah, that's up. That's like the next March, yeah. yeah, that's like March 17th or something like that. Yeah. That's the first one of the year. So well, You know, guys, since uh, we ain't got to worry about Ice House this year, Ice House and Southwest Texas Heli, Southwest Rodeo is always generally on the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, three people Yeehaw, in a U-Haul. saddle them up. Yeah. I'll take the back of the horse. Yeah, three people in a U-Haul trailer and split in a split a motel room. Uh, I'm game. Yeah. I take those three days off. Uh, I got ten days, so I'm not like hard pressed on on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're gonna do we're gonna do out of town this year. I don't know where it's going to be or when it's going to be. Uh, that Southwest Heli Rodeo is up on the list to go back to. I've been there before when it was at, out at the chicken ship place or whatever. Mm. Um, not chicken shit, rabbit shit was everywhere. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I, I just know that, that I want to go. That was us not having to worry about Ice House, that it's a 20 hour drive. I mean, it's a what? 11, 1200 miles. We can drive it in 18, 20 hours if we just go. I don't think it's 20 hours. Mm, is it in Phoenix or is it in Tucson? It's They had it in Phoenix and they had it outside of Tucson when I went the first time. That was at that place. Um, it's in that area. So we'll see. I definitely want to go. They moved it last year. Uh, well, that's a pros, pros event. Like if. If if you want to go watch pros fly without having 500 people there, Southwest Heli Rodeo is a pros fun fly at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, from my house from Georgetown, Texas to Phoenix is 997 miles, so it says 15 hours. So I mean, that's a that's a leave early in the morning, set the cruise. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo. Make it through El Paso and then you're downhill. Yeah, no, no trailer behind my truck, uh, which we'd have to have a trailer, but no trailer behind my truck. That's three tanks of gas each way. We ain't got to have a trailer. Actually, that's yeah, I can I can do it. I could do that whole trip in five tanks without a trailer. Yeah, so we don't have to do a trailer. One helicopter a piece. Mm-hmm. We're. Like make that limit. Like you get one small and one medium or large. 
Yeah, a generator and and well, one, one person tool. brings tools and that's it. Yeah. No. I can sleep in the bed of a truck if I need to. So Yep. But I mean that's you know, I can go four hundred and fifty miles on a tank of fuel. So I mean that's literally five tanks round trip. So we're gonna be doing some stuff this year. Get out, guys, get out of the house, go to an event and enjoy the hobby. That's that's why you're in it. Go meet people. If you don't like meet people, just go sit in a chair and watch. I mean, we have people that do that now. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean I mean people it's you okay. see, I mean, you know, you know, hell just you know, I'm not gonna say pay uh entry fee because I mean we didn't charge entry fee at Hell either Apache Pass last year. Yeah, how many people drove in from two, three, four hundred miles, set up their easy chair and their and their and just freaking watched. easy up and may have never even pulled their helicopter out of the car. Yeah. Get out of the house. Go places. And spent the weekend. Not not a day, but the weekend. I actually want to do that. I don't think it's possible, but I do want to do that. Uh, We'll see. Definitely high on the list is Arizona. Southwest Heli Rodeo. Anybody have anything else? We're pushing... Two and a half right now. So I ran. I ran out of. I ran Did we out run Carrie Snyder off? No, he's still here. Yeah, All right. I, I ran Sorry. out of. I ran out of legitimacy stuff about two and a half hours ago. Yeah, we've 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 kept this on the rails. I'm going to tell you it was a little boring. Um, I I kind of need a <laughs> I kind of need a free for all again on the next one. So that, that's okay. I'm going to make fun of you. You know, you spelt your name all funky. I'm sitting here I looking at no yeah, idea. It, yeah, capital R, capital I, Chard Spiegel. And for the other podcast, we have Rotor Revolution with Nick, Alex. Brian and Kenny, they are available on Podbeam. I would like to apologize to everybody. Um, we probably had it spelled wrong when we first announced that. So please, everybody, it is on Podbeam and all the podcast streaming services out there. Please give them a listen. It is very good, very informative. Next is Nuts and Bolts with Matt Clay, Jason Casey. Kids up with Javier, Frank, and Darren. Telerotor, Rich, Michael, Robert, Mike, and Cliff. Heads up with Kevin, Daniel, Chris, and Chris. RC Element with Todd. I actually need to listen to that. I always say, I always keep forgetting about that. So don't forget about RC Element. Maximum Collective with Greg McGregor and Steve. They had a good charging episode. Bill Ann is always the best with the best of the best video stuff. Um, always. Very, 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 very good quality video stuff. TikTok show with Ben and Donnie. We need to give them a little harassment uh, that we are waiting for more podcast information on them. On reruns, there's RCHNV3. I think all of that is gone. Freefall is gone. And Scrap Pal is still there. Anyway, if you guys want me to update the list, if you have another podcast that I have not mentioned, please let me know and I will get it on here as soon as possible yeah uh nuts and bolts actually they come out with a couple just here here recently yeah 
We didn't even make fun of bits and pieces, really. Of course, I think they ought to change it to scrap pile swoosh. Make shoe noises. That's all they talk about anymore. I'm RC Dash Taz at hotmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Mike Westbrook. I'm pretty easy to find. Just look for me in RC Helicopter Forum or RC Heli Hangouts. Shoot me a message. Anything I can do, let me know. I'm Carrie Snyder. You can get me at carriesnyder at yahoo.com, on Facebook, YouTube, and yeah, that's really about it. Houdini RC Heli at gmail.com. Yeah, just don't send it to his Hotmail account because he won't ever get it. <laughs> Stay in the box. Don't escape. You got a you got an internet connection issue today or something? Me? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Well, I, I hear you fine now, but you roboted out for just a second. That's what oh. I was asking. Let me turn my gain up. I was a mile, a mile away, and now I'm eight inches away. Oh, it's always got to be eight inches and not six. But yeah, no, I was going to say that's probably what you said all your life. Oops, I tried to mute it. I'm sorry. I used a button. He muted himself. He's gone. I'm back. Then he's back. Noticeable. I think we weighed it. I think I weighed it and it was the the same or like maybe. Five or ten grams more. Uh, yeah, I this remember you were weighing it. Somebody's gonna win. Uh, I was waiting on <laughs> Carrie. Go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Mark Self is blowing me up a little bit. <laughs> Can y'all hear all those dings or no? Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, okay. It. Maggie. Okay, cool. I'm trying to stop the dog fight from happening. You're up, bro. This wife stuff. It's okay. Just orders for tomorrow. Just orders for tomorrow. Tomorrow is supposed to be fast for day. We'll see what I get done. Uh, Main topic. Let me take a leak. Where you get into that? Oh, here we go. Main topic. Gary, Gary always drops it. <laughs> I've been sitting here online shopping for our main our main topic, and uh, hang on, why? Uh, a little more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Actually came out under budget. Oh, I did. 
I'm I'm really close. I mean, about the only thing I could add is more batteries. <laughs>